or in Kuf Pe Gimel. Kuf Pe Gimel, there's a Drisha. On, again, what we were talking about is when the Shliach takes the money of the Mishaleach and uses it for himself. So normally, when the Shliach um, takes the, the Mishaleach's money, then it belongs to the Mishaleach, okay? Um, but if he takes it for himself, I mean, as if he tends to, if he intends to buy it for himself, he's a Ramai, okay? He's a Ramai, unless the only way that the seller would sell it, you guys remember that in, in Bayes. We're in Bayes. Let's just, re let's just review quickly because I want to, there's a very fascinating three-way machlokas on a different aspect of it. Pinchas, you're there? Pinchas, you're with us? Not yet. Oh, there you go. You're with us. Okay. So, so take a take. Oh, we want Kuf Pei Gimel. All right. And just have a quick look at see if at see base. Right. If you remember the Lachashlech Laatzma Mashasa Osui, but he's a Ramai. Unless the Mocher would only sell it to him. Okay. Then, because of a Rambam in Gimel, because of a Rambam, that there were those who said that if he's Kanala Atzmo, Bemos Chavero, we're in Kuf Pei Gimel, Dan, Kuf Pei Gimel, and see Gimel. Uh, you, we, we did this last time. I just want to um, summarize with a big, with a nice machlokas that the Drisha elaborates on. Meaning that the, that the Shliach can unilaterally declare, you know what, the money that I got from the Mishaleach, I am taking that money as a loan. I owe him $1,000 and now the money is mine and I'm buying it with my money. So then he doesn't become a Ramai or anything. Okay. And the, the Morim have even a bigger Chiddush that he doesn't have to do that in front of Adam. He's believed to say it unilaterally after the fact. And the Rambam says, If he used the Mishaleach's money, so the Mekach is to the Mishaleach. That's basically the Rambam arguing on the, the, uh, the Mori. So let's, I'm going to, I'm going to summarize where the Drisha is going to take us because we're just going to see the end of the Drisha, but there's really a couple of issues here. So the Ruven sends his money with Shimon to buy merchandise straight. He's a Shliach. We're not talking about business or anything. He's a straight Shliach. Okay. And the Shliach decides that he wants to buy it for himself. Now he doesn't want to become a Ramai. And he wants to use the money that the Mishaleach gave him. So what he does is he says, I'm taking this money as a loan. And I'll owe you $1,000. And then he goes and he buys it. So the Morim say that it's legitimate. And not only is it legitimate, he doesn't need to turn it into a loan in front of witnesses. But he can do it unilaterally. And then he can, be, he can claim it and he's going to be believed. And the Rambam says, no, that, it's, that the, it belongs to the Mishaleach. Now, it's ambiguous how much of what the Morim say is the Rambam arguing on. And that's what the Drisha is going to help us with. But I want you to pick up the Drisha where it says, the Drisha is a summary. It starts with Nitba'er Mikolze. Um, how can I tell you where to find it? It's in the Drisha Gimel. 
and it's about halfway in. It's about halfway in. Um, there's the Gimel starts with Kosava Rambam, and then there's a bolding heading Nirashavadai, and then there's Nizbayer Mikolze. Tell me if you guys could find it. If you if you have the 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 fancy tour, this one, then it's on the it's on page Rejnun Aleph, the the left column, uh, a quarter of the way down. You have it. Everybody found it. Nidbayer Mikolze in the Drisha. Well, I, I unfortunately am in my office, and I don't my don't have my go, my uh, farm with me, so I'll just have to listen. Okay, I'll like try to. Good do old days of Torah about that. Okay. <laughs> Remember, there's a couple of different permutations here. Okay. That Das Hamorim, Shehizkir Harambam, in Konastam Bemos Havero, he went into the store and he used his friend's money and he bought the merchandise. And then Boacharkach, the Omar, and he now comes to court when the friend says, Hey, give me my merchandise. And he says, no, I'm giving you back your money. I'm not giving you the merchandise because Zakafti alai milve. kaniti. So he so he comes back afterwards and says, I bought it for me. And I took the your loan, your money is a loan. So ta'anaso tana. The Morim say it's good. He gets to keep the merchandise and he gives the money back to the Mishale. Das Harashba. Divadai love kol kimine. What do you mean? He, he's going to walk in and he's going to say, "I turned it into a milve." Okay, love kol kimine. Miu im Omar bifne Eden ani choser mishlichusi the ezkof maos ploni alai bemilve the ekne leatzvi. But if he brings, but if he does in front of witnesses to say, "Look, I got this money from the shliach, but I am making a declaration now that I'm annulling my shlichus." And I'm and instead of returning the money, I'm going to take the money as a milvet, and I will owe the money to the Mishaleh. And then I he goes understand. and he buys it. So he made a declaration before the fact, I not after the fact. I can understand how the aidim can help to unilaterally unilaterally nullify the shlichus, but how can he unilaterally take somebody else's money and turn it into a loan? That's gneva. I mean, what I don't understand. Inami. Inami, well, no, you see, it's not quite Geneva. Inami continues the Rajbot. Sholach yad bemosa mishaleach, bilokach mehem betoras gezela, kana laatzmo. So, okay, Pimchus, we'll have it your way. So he's a Gazla. So if I stole your $100, okay, and I went with your $100 to the store, right, and I bought a phone. Who owns the phone, me or you? I'm the one who stole it, I, me. No, I stole, I let, let's keep me as the guy. I stole your $100, okay? Yeah. And then I took that $100 that I stole, yeah. and I went and I bought something with it. Who owns it? Yours. So why is this any different? The the the, the, the shliach has the mishalech's money. He tells the Adam, I'm taking it for me. But why, but why call it a loan? It's, it's, it's a theft, it's not a loan. Well, so there is such a concept. No, we have a concept in halacha of zakaf alab b'milve, that you can unilaterally declare that I owe the money. Again, that's the question. Is what, But either way, when he does it before the fact, says the Rashba, he owns the, he owns the merchandise. If he doesn't do it in advance, says the Rashba, lav kol kimine, 
we're not going to believe him that that's what he did. Okay. But if he does it before the fact, he gets to keep it. The das haramba ubal mesivos verabenu yerucham and the riff kosvu de la in lokach bemos mishaleach hakol lebalamos afilu chazar bifnei edim osholach yad bemos, which is the language of the Rambam. Now go back to the tour. Ani Omer says the Rambam ain't zedin ms elamekach shalamishaleach. Meaning, according to the Rambam, there's no way that you can unilaterally change the status of the money. If you use, get, you could use your money, but if we know that you use the Mishaleach's money, says the Rambam, it belongs to the Mishaleach. Well, okay. Yeah. We're saying it really, it literally depends what pocket the, the Shliach reaches into. In other words, if the, if the borrower, if, if the Mishaleach's money is in his left pocket and his money is in his right pocket, the din is different depending on which hand he reaches into which pocket. Let's go back and start from the beginning of the tour. Go back to Aleph. Hanosin mos l'shlucho liknos lo schora. Velo lakha. Ain ala velatarumas. Okay, he didn't do it. Lakha hashliach le'atzmo. What does that mean? How do you understand that, Josh? With the same money. With the shliach, with the mishalek's money. Otherwise, why did you talk about, why, is it, why was the scenario, remember the opening scenario is no same most l'shlucha. So obviously there's a difference whether I made you a shliach. Josh, go buy me, go buy me the, the, the computer and, when, and, I'll, and I'll give you a thousand bucks when you, when you get back. And you trust me. That's not the same as if I gave you a thousand dollars and said, Use, here's a thousand dollars, go buy me a computer. I, I agree. My point, my point though, is that there's normally a concept that Maslow Sanitnu, that if the Rub gives me a thousand dollars and I put it in my wallet with my thousand dollars, and then I go to the store and I take out eight thousand um, dollars, my bills, the Rub's bills, half and half, it doesn't it normally make a halakhic difference. That, that's where I'm asking. Kosava Rambam Zal Horu Mitzas Hamorim, I'm in Gimel. Mm-hmm. He says, not like me. Meaning there's such an idea of using the Mishaleach's money. Okay? So, I, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly how to define it. Does he, want to, does, he have to, does he actually have to use the Mishaleach's bills or... Right, or is he just saying, see, there, there's where the Morim there's where the, the Rashba comes in. In other words, what is he telling the Adam? And this is, I think, what, what Pint what Wayne was alluding to. What is he telling the Adam? I'm not a Shliach anymore, finished. I'm not a Shliach. Well, if you're not a Shliach and you go in and you buy it, so if you only have if you here's the and here's where the scenario is going to become exactly what Josh is saying. So the Mishalech gave you a thousand dollars and you put the thousand dollars into your pocket. And then you go into the store and all you have in the store is a thousand, that thousand dollars. So by telling, when you tell the Adam, I'm not a shlich anymore. So then what are you doing? You're a gazla. That's, that's what we wanted to say. But it's clear that you're using the Mishalech's money. But if the Mishalech gave you a thousand dollars and you, I'm sorry, the Mishalech gave you a hundred dollars and you put it into your wallet that's got another two thousand dollars of hundred dollar bills in it. And you put it in. 
And then you're walking into the store with that thick wad of money. And before you go into the store, you say, I'm not a shliach anymore. And then you go in and you spend a hundred dollars. We, you know, we don't have marked bills. Okay, they didn't have marked bills in those days. So clearly in that case, then you didn't use the Mishalek's money. That's not the case of using the Mishalek's money. We're talking here where it's clear you use the Mishalek's money. Okay, everybody good on that? Okay. Again, the, 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 there's a lot to see here, but it, but right about the Loshan and what is a two-year-old, but, but the, 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 the Drisha is very clear on three shitos. There are basically three shitos. The extreme shita of the uh, morim that the Michel, that the shliach can unilaterally make a declaration after the fact of what he did. There's the Rajba that says, in theory, he can do it, but he's got to do it before the fact. And the Rambam and the Rif that says, Mapitom, if you use the Mishalek's money, nothing, nothing to talk about. You can't change, you can't recharacterize the Mishalek's money on your own, even in front of witnesses, which is basically what Pinchas wants to say is, you got the money, it's his money. You can't unilaterally declare what that the, the ownership on that money. Okay, that's that's basically what we have. All right. So now I want to skip to Vav. Because Vav, or it could be Ches. This is the famous question that Yeshiva Bachram always asks this. A few guys get together. Okay, they put they pool together money. We're gonna go buy, they 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 know how much pizza costs. And they send one of the guys goes down to the corner to buy the pizza. Okay. And the seller says, Oh, you bought it, you bought a pizza. Here, you also get a bottle of Coke. So who gets the bottle of Coke? Does the Shliach get it? Or do they have to split it among all the guys? <laughs> this comes up all the time. I mean, okay. So here's the halacha. These are going to be the sources. Since since I'm looking in wiki text, tell me how tell me how Vav begins. Uh Dua. See yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So now we this is going to take us back to our Gomorrah Ksubis. I hope you guys remember the Gomorrah Ksubis. Remember the Almana that had a Ksuba of 200. And she took a piece of property worth 100 and sold it for 200. Or she took a piece of property worth 200 and sold it for 100. So in both cases, she's considered a Shliach. Does the din matter? whether she sold 100 for 200 or 200 for 100. So our default is that you have to be consistent. If you're going to tell me that when she sells a $100 property and she gets 200 for it, I'm sorry, we'll go the other way. She had a $200 piece of property and she sold it for 100 So she's a shlamazalit. But who suffers the consequences of the underprice? The owner, the, 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 the owner of the land or the woman? The woman. The woman. It says, She got her ksuba. You took a $200 piece of property. The fact that you only got 100 that's your problem. You, you, you had a $200 piece of property. It's your problem. So says the Gemara, in that case, in that case, if she took a $100 piece of property and she sold it for 200 how much of her ksuba should we consider her having gotten? You said 200. I didn't say what we said. I said what should be. What does your logic tell you that if you're telling me that she suffers the loss because she did a bad deal, shouldn't she then gain if she did a good deal? Yes. 
She took a $100 piece of property. So as far as I'm concerned, she got half of her ksuba. And she went ahead and she sold that $100 piece of property and got 200 So she should be able to benefit from that extra price, just like you made her suffer if she didn't get enough money. Okay, that's the Gemara Ksubis. Okay, you guys, you guys remember that Gemara? Yeah. Okay, so says the, and what did the Gemara there say? You know what, if, if you have the Beis Yosef available, the Beis Yosef quotes the Gemara, and it's probably enough for us just to remind ourselves. If you don't have the Beis Yosef, you can open up Ksubis Tzadik Ches. I'm not I sure what's going to be easier Yosef for you. Too. What, you have the Beis Yosef? Yeah, we're at the beginning. Okay, right at the beginning. Okay, so before we even see the base, the tour, let's remind ourselves of the Gemara. Okay? So, Tanan, Paisik Subasavatayim, Macha Shavamasayim, Mimane, Oh, Shavamana Vimasayim, is Kabluk Subasav. In both cases, we say she got two Ubi Gemara, the Gemara asks a question. I'm in the, you see where I am in the base, everybody see where I am in the base, Yosef? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Gemara said a question. What do we say when she sold your loss? You lose. So then So let her say, I gained. If you're going to make me lose, why can't I gain? That's the Gemara's kash. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Kanshan Rebbe. This Stam Mishnah is written by Rebbe as a psach of Rebbe's opinion, Hakolabalamos, that when there is um, a, a, a question of a shliach gaining or the balamos gaining, the balamos always wins. Ditanya. Hosifu lo achas yaseira. Again, we're reading the Gemara. Hosifu lo achas yaseira. If the shliach went in to buy a kilo of a, 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 10 objects, he was made a shliach to buy 10 objects. The hosifu lo alav midaito, and the seller gave the shliach an extra one. He was supposed to, the, 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 he, was, he, was, he paid for, a, for 10 and he got 11. Cholkin. Hashliach v'mashaleach. So then they split it. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I, jumped from, I jumped into the tour. I, I, I got to stay in the base. Hosifu lo achas yaseira hakol l'shliach. Divrei Rebbe Yehuda. If he got 11, the Shliach gets to keep the 11th. That's the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yossi Omer Balamos. Rebbe Yossi says the opposite. The, the Mishalech gets everything. Ah, the Gemara brings a contradiction. Another Rebbe Yossi that said, Velatanya Rebbe Yossi Omer Cholkin. So there's two contradictory opinions. What does Rebbe Yossi hold? Who gets the extra? The Mishalech gets the extra. Or they split it. So what does it mean? We'll see Rashi in a minute because the Beis Yosef is going to bring the Rashi's. And that's where Rebbe Paskin like Rebbe Yossi that in the case of the Almana the Baal HaMaos always wins. Remember, if she sold 200 for 100, she loses. If she sold 100 for 200, he gains because any, because HaKola Baal HaMaos, which is the owner of the Karka, and Karka is considered a Dabr She'en Lo Kitzvah. 
Karka has no fixed price, and therefore Hakola Balamos, which is what Rabiosi says. Rabiosi said that in a Davarsha Yeshlo Kitzba, Cholkin, and in a Davarsha Ainlo Kitzba, Hakola Balamos. Upirish Rashi. Kanshana Rebbe Mimishna Seinula Madnu Rebbe, that Hakola Balamos. What's the case? This is, he's quoting Rashi. I hope you guys will remember this, but it's very important. Hashalech shlucho l'shuk l'schora v'lokach b'zol hakol b'alamos. That if the shliach gets a good deal, right, he was given $100 to buy merchandise, and he got the merchandise for $90. Who gets the extra $10? Of course, the mishalech gets the extra $10. Or if he got, for the $100, he was supposed to get 10 items, and there was a discount, and he got 11, the Shmishalech keeps it. The Tanya, Yehuda just joined us. We're in Kufpei Gimel, Choshen Mishpat, in the Beis Yosef, Simen Ches. The Tanya, Ika Plukta, the Tanoi, Milsa. This is all Rashi. Umaskana Shaminan, Debedavar Shein Lo Kitzba, Isle Le Rebiosia, Kola Balamos, so the fact that we always say that the owner of the karka always gains, that if she sold 200 for 100, the owner of the karka is considered to have given her 200. And if she sells 100 for 200, the bala karka gets it, because karka is a davr she'en lo kitzba, and it's a kola balamos. So that's what Rebbe Paskin in that mission. But what about a Yeshlo Kitzpah? What does Rabbi Yossi hold in a Yeshlo Kitzpah? Cholkin. Why Cholkin? Remember, we, he walked into the store to buy a kilo of Garinim. And a kilo of Garinim is 10 shekel. And the storekeeper gave him 1,100 grams of Garinim. That's a Dovash Yeshlo Kitzpah. So what does it say? Cholkin. That the shliach and the mishalech divide the extra hundred grams. Why do they divide? There's a machlokas rishonim, how to understand Rabbi Yossi. I hope you guys will remember, remember all of this. There's a machlokas rishonim, why do we divide? Says Rashi. Yeshlo Again, in this case, you have a, a bag of a kilo for, for, for 10 shekel. Imosifu achas yeseira, the seller added another hundred grams beyond the, 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 the standard bag of a kilo. Cholkin, why cholkin? Dimatonahu. So it's a matana. Well, who was the matana intended for? So yeshlomer l'shliach nitna, v'yeshlomer l'balamos nitna. So says Rashi, it's a suffix. We're not sure whether the seller intended it to be for the shliach, or the seller intended it to be for the owner of the Mo's, and therefore they have to split it. That's Rashi. But Dovershe'en lo kitzma, kigon talit v'chaluk v'yerak ha'ninkarim ba'omed, pomim evater lamoch, linkar bezol, pomim anmin tzimtza, right? You know, you're nach Yehuda, okay? Or, you, well, or in the old days, you go into the, into the Arab shuk, right? And you want to buy a chess set in the Arab shuk. So the guy throws out 500 shekel. Now 500 shekel, I'm going to give you 200 shekel. Well, okay, 400 shekel. Okay, 300 shekel. And you end up getting it for 250 shekel. And the next sucker who walks in, he gets it for 400 shekel. 
So there's no fixed price. So then whatever benefit you get, because if you end up getting more or you get it for cheaper, that's part of the deal. That's part of the sale. It's not a matana. It's part of the transaction. And if it's part of the transaction, this is the, the nikuda. Whenever the extra is part of the transaction, it goes to balamos. Whenever the transaction is a matana, so then the shliach may have a hand in it because the matana might be given to the shliach. Everybody, this is how we understood the sugya there. The harif kasav. So Rashi holds the reason we split it between the shliach and the mishaleach when it's a matana is because it's not clear whether the matana was given to the shliach or the matana was given to the mishaleach, balamos. So therefore we split it. But the Rif Kosov, no. Rif has a different explanation of Cholkin. Everybody agrees Cholkin, according to Rav Yosef. But it's a Machlokas, why Cholkin? The Rif Kosov, Cholkin, HaShliach in Balabayit, why? Ho'il ubos hanoa l'shliach al yedei bal habayis cholakimam. So according to the Rif, the default certainly is that the Matana is being given to the Shliach. However, why is the Shliach getting a Matana? Because he's using, so to speak, the money of the Balabayit to activate a system that's giving him a Matana. So therefore, says the Rif, it's appropriate that they split it. It's not a Suffolk, it's a Vada. Because of Iran, now listen to the Iran's conclusion about this machlokas. Is there any machlokas lahalacha? Is there any scenario where they would ever argue lemaisa? Because they both agree that Hulkin, so says the Ran, mashmi milishono, shebedover sheyeshlo kitzba, afilu nosan hamocher l'shliach b'feirush. The mocher says to the shliach, this extra, it's for you. So the Ran is going to say Hulkin. Why? Kivin shabas hanal l'shliach, alidei balabayim, cholek. Because that's the whole svar of the Ran is really the shleach is entitled to, it. but he's entitled to it only because of the money of the mishaleach. Therefore, it's appropriate that they divide it. Rashi, We're not sure whether the present was given to the shleach or to the mishaleach. So, if the owner of the store says explicitly, "I'm giving it to the shleach," that's the suffix. So, if not, I'm the shleach, but feirush. So that's going to be the machlokas lemaisa between the Rif and between the Ran, but I'm sorry, between Rashi and the Rif. Then let's just read a few, uh, one more line. The Rosh Kasev Keloshen Arif, the Chen Kasev Balaiter Beshilus Mama. Okay, so we have a so we have a machlokas Rashi and Rif on the reason why in a Dover Sheyesh Lo Kitzba the Shliach and the Mishalech split it. But everybody agrees that in a Dover She'en Lo Kitzvah, where it's part of the transaction, if it's part of the transaction, then it belongs to the Balamos. And the Ksuba case with the woman, that was clearly part of the transaction, and therefore it always goes to the owner of the land. Okay, that's the background for what we're about to learn. Good? Okay, says the tour. Now you'll see the tour's Psaq. Haya Hashar Yadua. The Katsu. So this is a Dover Sheshlo Kitzma. The Nosan Lo Hamocher Hadover Hakatsu. The Hosiflo Alav Midaito. So again, this is the perfect example where 
We sent the guys to buy a pizza. Pizza, the, the cost of a pizza is 40 shekels. Okay, or five shekels a slice, whatever it is. It's a double kitchen. And then the seller adds an extra piece of pizza. He adds a, 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 a talazon. He adds a bottle of drink. Midaito. He, he gave it free on his own. Okay. So now, okay, so that's the, basically the tour just paskined the Gemara. Kan Shana Rebbe paskined the Gemara in a Dovashiyashlo Kitzba. Then it's Cholkin, and therefore in our case of the pizza, it's a Dovashiyashlo Kitzba. And if the Shliach got, according to this, if the Shliach got extra, it's 50 50. What does 50 50 mean? In other words, let's take the case. So there's eight Yeshiva Bachrim, and they all pitch in five shekel to buy a pizza for 40 shekel. And when the, and and they didn't know, and 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 when they got there, the 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 owner of the pizza shop gave the shliach a, a, an extra bottle, a bottle of coke. So according to this, the shliach is entitled to half of the coke, and the other half they split eight ways. That's what it's going to come out to be. Okay. But let's read on now. But continues the tour. Uperish rabbeinu tam. When is all of this true? When the seller made a decision to give the shliach extra. What happens if the seller made a mistake? And he gave more than he was supposed to by mistake, not intentionally. So then says the tour, Hakola Mishaleach. Then the Mishaleach gets it all. Let's just keep reading a little more. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let's not read more yet. Let's not read more yet. Um, yeah, I think we do need to read more. But one more, one more tour. All right, the, the non-Jew owes you money. You'll see why we have to make it as a non-Jew in a few minutes. So there, a non-Jew owed somebody $1,000. Don't Ruven $1,000. So Ruven sends Shimon, the Shliach, to get the money from the Goy. The Ta'ah. And the non and the and the goy gave the shliach eleven hundred dollars by mistake. Hakol lamishalech. So it's clear that the mishalech is entitled to the extra money. We'll see. Hold off on all your questions about this yet. Okay. Veri kosav the gabe nekach ain chiluk ben hosi flomi daito ben shetal. In a business deal. It doesn't matter whether the seller added it intentionally or added it by mistake. Okay. That the din is always going to be in a mekkah. Remember what we said in a mekkah, it always goes to the balamos when it's part of the deal. Okay. In other words, there's two ways that a seller can make a mistake. The seller can make a mistake 
in underpricing or overpricing. That's what we call a toz b'mekach. And there's also a ta'ahagoy b'cheshbon, meaning he was supposed to give back. He gave a $100 bill. He was supposed to give back $30 of change, and he gave back $40 of change. So that's called a toz b'cheshbon. So when he made a mistake in the deal, it means meaning he underpriced it. So then the balamos gets benefits. And he gave more than he thought because he mispriced it. So then the the balamos gets gets it. But if it's a and the mocher made a mistake, but he made a mistake in the price. So in a that's considered giving it to the shliach, but a we split it. Look what he says here. Meaning the shliach gets it. When the non-Jew, here's the here's the here's the chiddush, and we'll see. We may we'll see inside a little bit about it. When 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 the seller made a mistake. Again, we're talking about a non-Jew to open the door for the possibility that you don't have to give it back. The possibility under the circumstances when you don't have to give it back. So if he made a mistake. So then, who gets the mistake? So the Chiddush here is, the Shliach gets the mistake. Why? So let's see what he says here. So, right? But the truth says, So let's get outside and then maybe we'll still see the, we will we'll be able to still see the, um, we will see the base Yosef inside. Actually, that's really the Drisha. So here's the story. So the Shliach is a Shliach. He goes to buy, and the, and the, and the non-Jew gives him too much change. So who owns the change? Who owns the extra change? Think about it for a minute. Who owns that money now? The Shliach or the Mishaleach? Well, what are your options? And what are your, what's your svar? Let me throw this back at you guys. Again, we're assuming he's not mechuyiv. He's not mechuyiv to give it back. He's not mechuyiv to give it back. Who owns the, who owns the extra money? What's are you guys following the argument, the, 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 the case here? It's certainly, it's certainly not. Yeah, Pinchas, what do you want to say? No, go ahead, Josh. No, I'm okay. You go ahead. What? Yeah, Pinchas, go ahead. Well, that extra money is certainly not part of the core deal. So because of that, there's 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 room to say that that there ha that perhaps it belongs to the uh, to the shaliach. On the other hand, once we've already we've already fleshed out this, this side in, in another instance a few minutes ago. The only reason that that extra component is there is because of the original deal, which belongs to the, to, to the Mishaleah. 
that was if he intentionally, if that's if the mistake is in the merchandise. He gave too much merchandise. But here he didn't give too much merchandise. He gave extra money. And the, the kicker here is if the You know what? Let's go. Let's go back into the Beis Yosef. You'll you'll see. This is fascinating. Okay, it's it's a fascinating. There is a big machlok as we shown in here. Okay, but go to the Beis Yosef that says Kosva Tosfos. It's the second Kosva. There's two Kosva Tosfos. Okay. You see this? It's Kosva Tosfos. There's a little Kosvatosis piece where we left off. After we, we left off at a certain place in the Beis Yosef, just skip the next little piece and go to the next piece. You guys follow? You see where I am? You got to see this one inside. We're back right in the Beis Yosef, just a little bit after where we left off. You guys um. were following where we were going. Just a little after we left off, it starts again. The kaswa, it's the last piece before the tet or the aleph. There's a kaswa hagos beperikan nizkar. It's before that. You guys with me? Kaswa tosos, got to see this inside because it's fascinating. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it, but I don't want to hold everybody up because I just, I'm using wiki text. Yeah. And you ha are you able to access Base Yosef? Yeah, I'm looking at the Beis Yosef, but I don't see it. Can't right. Well, okay. So we're in the Beis Yosef that starts with Ches Vav Hashar Yadua. That's the Beis Yosef we've been in. Correct? That's either Ches or Vav. That was the Beis Yosef we started with. Yeah. You got, you got that? Yadua Vakatsu. Right. So there's a big piece that we read, and it goes all the way till the Kasuwa Tostos. You see that? Ah, Kosvatosis and Mordechai Varosh. Exactly. Oh, exactly. That's the second Kosvatosis. That's the one we want. Okay, I got, I got it. Kosvatosis and Mordechai Varosh Vagos. All right, the Perak Aleph. Hagos is Hagos. Okay. Here's the case. Rabbi Yisrael Et Rabbeinu Tam. Ruven Sheshalach Shimon Lekabel Maos Ben Hagoy. Again, so Ruven is owed a thousand dollars by a non-Jew, and he sends Shimon to collect the money. And the guy ended up giving him eleven hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars. Who gets the extra hundred dollars? Everybody hear the issue here. This isn't a business deal. This was a debt, and the guy made a mistake. Hey, Shiv. The Cholkin, the Cholkin, it's back to our division. Why? The most have a kedavar sheishlo kitzba. The Cholkin, Mishum, I think this is what Pinchas alluded to. The al yidei most bal habayit nistaker yoyv leipal gets the svara of the riff. That well, wait a minute. Why did you, Mister Shlich, get an extra hundred dollars because of the money of the bal habayit? So it's appropriate that you guys split it. Vua dinamigavi tos cheshva. That just like in the deal when 
he got more. We say we split it in a Davashashlo Kitzpa. So a mistake is also a Davashashlo Kitzpa, and we split it. So that was the original psak, right? That was the original psak of Rabbein Tam. And then the Shuv Chazarbo. We don't split it. The Omar Kol Tohus Bein Shal Yidei Mekach Bein Shetohus B'Minyan Hakol Balamos Kimasnisen. Then he said, no, no, no. The Balamos gets the whole thing. Why? like a toast. When they got extra, that's not a mistake. It was intentional. So we can split it. But if it's a mistake, what shaykhs does the shliach have to the mistake that the going made in paying off the debt to the mishaleach? That's the argument. So we have two opinions. We have Rabbeinu Tam in the beginning that he said split it. And then Rabbeinu Tam, he was closer and said no. The Mishalech gets everything. The Re-Omer, Hakol Shliach. <laughs> no, the Shliach gets everything. Why? And here we've got to use a little, it's a little bit tricky, the logic. You've got to be careful that you don't accuse the Re of assuming what he's trying to prove. Sharein Gona Vigaza, the Hitel Esagoy. What happens if the shliach, while he's in the goy's house, when the goy wasn't looking, so the shliach slipped an extra hundred dollars into his pocket from the goy's desk. Would the mishaleach have any shaykhs to that? Again, we're not talking whether what he did was legitimate or not legitimate. He did it. Does the mishaleach have any shaykhs to that? That's taking everybody too long. No. Of course not. Of course he doesn't. Mishael has no shaykhs to that. So, Harim, Ganavit Gazal, the Hites Agoy. How about if the Goy owes a thousand? Okay. And the and the Shliach, like, short, he, he tricked the Goy into giving him an extra hundred, either by, by starting to count it and he was a magician and he slipped a hundred. Hey, you only gave me 900. And so the Goy gives him another hundred. Or, he convinces the goy that really he owed eleven hundred and not a thousand, so the goy gave him eleven hundred. Anybody think that the mishaleh gets that money? Uh, of course, that money goes to the shliach, right? Mativo shalbalabmos bezeh, which the, the balabai said the balabmos has no shaykes to that money. The afilu cholkin no shaykh lemeimar. The lo dummy the shartos the amrina nakola balabmos the hasam who sover sheina mekach shabe yoser. When the seller makes a mistake in the deal, so then I call the balamos because the seller thought that this is what he's supposed to give. Right? So in the deal where he made a mistake in the price, but whatever he gave you was giving to the balamos. This has nothing to do with the transaction. The guy knew exactly what he's supposed to give. So when he paid 1100 he paid 1000 that he owed, and the 100 is a complete mistake, completely independent of that, as opposed to a mistake in the deal. The mistake in the deal is part of the deal. So it's it's like the, it's like the stole the extra 100 And here's the kicker. I'll say it outside. What would happen if the opposite? The shliach went, he's supposed to collect $1,000. The goy gives him an envelope, and in the envelope is $1,100. And the shliach 
counts it with the going not looking. Oh, there's eleven hundred dollars here. Is the shliach allowed to give the goy back the hundred dollars? Hmm. Well, if it belongs to the mishaleach, so of course he's not allowed to give it back. You have no right to give back the mishaleach's money. Says the re, of course the shliach would be allowed to give it back. Not to keep it. He's allowed to give it back. So that means it's not the mishaleach's money because if it was the mishaleach's money, the shliach wouldn't be allowed to give it back. That's what it says here at the end. It would be amazing to say that the shlech is not allowed to give it back. So if the shlech is not allowed to give it back, so then it must mean that it belongs, it doesn't belong to the Mishaleah. So my Chavrusa was very uncomfortable with this because he said, wait, that's circular reasoning. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's not allowed to give it back. <laughs> According to Rabbeinu Tam, he's certainly not allowed to give it back because it belongs to the Mishaleah. <laughs> So it's a question here, a little bit of assuming what you're trying to prove, but he's using logic again. So there's a machlokas rabbeinu tam and ri, who owns the mistake of the goy? Okay, everybody hear the the machlokas. Because yeah. of a rosh, al divre ri, iker. Meaning the rosh sounds like he agrees with the ri that the bal hamos gets. I, I'm sorry, that the, I said wrong. That the shliach gets. Interesting. If the boy would realize, wait a minute, I made a mistake, who would he run after? He would run after the Mishaleach or he'd run after the Shliach? After the Shliach because he's the one who's there. It's not he got the money. Obviously, I made a mistake. And the Mishale- and he goes to the Mishaleach. The Mishaleach says, I don't know what you're talking about. I only got $1,000. He's going to run after the shliach. In other since the shliach is going to be responsible to the goy in case the goy figures it out. If the goy doesn't figure it out, the shliach gets to keep it. Is that necessarily true? Meaning as a big machlokas. What is your question, Josh? I'm just trying to imagine a situation. Um, <clears throat> some, some big veer in town sends me to go, uh, you know, p- pick up money that's owed by a goy. I, it's a thousand dollars. The goy gives me eleven hundred dollars, right? I, I walk away with eleven hundred dollars. The goy realizes two days later he gave me too much money. Why isn't he going to go to the gvir and say, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I gave your shliach too much money. Please repay me." That that would be that would be his first stop logically. Who well, am I? But but what but 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 he 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 no the first I'll tell you why that wouldn't be the first stop. What do you think the gvir is going to say? Well, it depends what the it's circular again. It depends what the end halacha is. If the money is given to the um, if the if it belongs to mishaleach, then a goy is going to go wherever the money is, wherever he thinks the oh, money is, is where he's going to go. The mishaleach when the goy comes knocking on the door, let's role play. I'm I'm the I'm the bal, I'm the guy who owns the money. You're the non you're the goy. You come knocking on my door. Why are you knocking on my door? Thank you very much for paying the debt. I paid too much money. I want my money back. I didn't get too much money. I guess I guess the shliach must have siphoned it off on the way. Go talk to the shliach. As far as I'm concerned, I only know I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Okay, and on the other way, the shliach could come and say, "Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, I gave it all to the mishaleach. I gave it to the gvir. Go and bother him." 
they could they could all push each other off to each other. If we're if we're playing that role playing, everybody can push each other off. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay, I hear what you're saying. That's that's the machlokas. Let's read on here. Just a couple more lines. Okay. Now it's the reverse. The Jew owes the non-Jew $200. And the Jew gives us shliach $200. He tricked the Goy into thinking that the Goy got his full debt paid. Okay, that no, you, you really you made a say it was only only a hundred that you owed that you were owed, and he wants to pocket the extra hundred. Does he have to give back the hundred to the mishaleach, or does he get to, get to keep the hundred? As vaday hamaos kol shoahein bershus hamishaleach velo yuchal chaveru liskot b'hem b'mos chaveru. Why? Whose money is the shliach holding? Green. The Mishaleach's. He's holding the Mishaleach's money. He's holding $200 of the Mishaleach's money. And he paid out 100 to the Goy. And the Goy was very happy with that. So now, whose money is that second $100? Still the Mishaleach's. And therefore, it's clear that the Shliach has no rights to that money. That's why I what would happen if the guy would have said, ah, you know what? This Jew is such a good friend of mine. I only need a hundred. Yeah, just give me a hundred. Well, of course, he's got to give back the other hundred to the, to the Mishalea. Okay? Okay, so that's another... The, when the shliach is holding the not the the mishaleach's money, that money is always belongs to the mishaleach. But when the when the shliach gets the non-Jews money for the mishaleach, and then he gets extra money, we can argue, we can negotiate who's entitled to the extra money. Tell me if this thought process is something worthwhile or should be discarded. I was starting with this idea that a shliach is really an extension of the uh, mishaleach. And now I'm seeing that really the shlichus relates to the, the money or the item more than it's not the individual becomes an extension, but like you have to, with whose money is it? While the shlich remains kind of a separate entity as in his agency. Which case, which case are you in? The shlich is, is taking money to pay or the shlich is a shlich to receive? We could take it. One at a time and see that it's that's okay. why they're different. So when the when the shliach is a shliach to pay, it's unequivocal that the money that's sitting in the shliach's pocket belongs to the mishaleach. That's unequivocal. Right. So whatever outcome happens with that money was always the mishaleach's transaction. Absolutely. Whereas if it was he was going to collect, that's where it becomes tricky. That's the question: is what do I compare it to? Do I compare it to a mistake where it's part of the transaction, in which case the mishaleach gets it? Or do I say no, no, no? It's a, it's an independent entity, all right, and it's completely independent of the transaction. In which case, the shliach gets it, and you can't. Because his it. agency, his agency was to, I forget the numbers. His agency was to collect a thousand, 
Right. So exactly. anything beyond the thousand has nothing to do with his shlichus. Exactly. That's exactly the argument. That's what. That's the argument why the shlich should get the key. Okay, that's the argument. Okay, let's quickly finish up two more things in tour. I'm not going to see the Beshoshifs on it. We're just going to see quickly the tour because they're interesting cases. Ches, either Ches or Yud Aleph, depending on your version. Tshuva la-Rab Rebbe Meir mi Rotenberg. This is Marami Rotenberg. Okay, listen to the case. Ruven Shalach Shimon sheyikna lo begadim me'agoy behakafa. Okay, so Ruven sent Shimon to buy clothes on credit. Okay, on credit. Okay, so you got the case. Ruben bought a suit from the Goy on credit. $300 suit, credit. Pay 30 days, payables in 30 days. Now 30 days are up. So the, the Ruben is sending Shimon with the money now to pay the Goy. He brought him on the suit. Now here's the money, go pay the Goy. And when Shimon comes to knock on the tailor's door, the tailor says, what are you doing here? I don't know what, what, what you don't, I don't, I don't remember that you owe me any money. Who gets the money back? Can the shlech keep the money? Or does he have to give it back to the Mishalea? Huh. Says the Marami Rutenberg, Tzarek Shimon L'Hadzir See, what possible, what possible argument could the shliach have to hold on to the money? Well, he has an argument. You know why? See, Shimon wants to hold the money. You know why? Because he's afraid. Hey, if, if, if I give you back the money, who's the guy going to come running to? To me or to you? Shimon went, bought the suit on credit, brought the suit back to Ruvain, and now he's going to pay the guy. Well, who's the guy going to come running after? Says Shimon. The if the guy remembers that he that I that I didn't that he didn't get paid, who's he going to run after? Me or you? Shliach. He's going to run after the shliach. So the shliach is going to say, "I'm going to hold the money," because if the guy ever remembers, I'm going to have to pay. And meanwhile, I get to use the money. Says the Marami Rutenberg, "No, no way, no way." Okay. Sarich Shimon Lachzira Leruvin the Eino Yacholomer Ani Rotel Achvam Shema Achers Man Yisrael Magoy. Why can't he say that? The kiva de himne Shimon Leruven meikara v'nasa are bishvilo. Hare, what happened? Shimon took the suit for Ruven on credit. As far as the goy is concerned, who's gonna who's he, who's he expecting to get the money from? Shimon comes in to buy a suit bishlichus for Ruven on credit, and the goy gives Shimon the suit. Without any money. So who's the guy expecting to get the money from? Ruven. The guy doesn't know Ruven. The guy knows Shimon. The Shaliyah. The Shaliyah. The guy is expecting that Shimon is going to come back in 30 days to pay him the money. Okay? That's the expectation. <laughs> That's Shimon's whole point. Shimon's whole point is, is that if the guy remembers that I owe the money, he's going to come running after me to give him the money. That's why I want to hold on to the money. Says the Marami Rutenberg, wait a minute. When Shimon took the suit back to Ruven on credit, knowing that the guy's expecting to get paid by Shimon, did Shimon trust Ruven that at the end of 30 days, Ruven's going to give him money to pay the guy? Yes. You follow what I just said? When Shimon went to get the suit to bring back to Ruven, knowing that the guy's expecting the money from Shimon, 
Where did Shmuel <laughs> think he's going to get the money? He trusted Ruven that Ruven's going to pay at the end, of, give him the money at the end of 30 days. So That's says it. the Marame Rutenberg, give back the money to Ruven because you trusted exactly. him originally. So you'll trust him again that if the Goy ever remembers, Ruven's going to give you the money to pay the Goy. That's what it says inside. Even the Himne Shima Leruve made Kara, the Nasa Are Bishvilo below Mashkon, Gamatali Yakim and Lasavik, Bishvile Rabo. So Shimon, Shimon trusted Ruben that he's going to give him the money. He didn't take any collateral to make sure that I'm going to get the money to pay the goy. So therefore, he's got to give back the money to Ruben and trust Ruben that he's going to give it when necessary. So the default, the default is it's it's the um, Ruben, the, the suit buyer's money. And the only way that was going to get an exception was if we said that the debt, the goy expect, is expected to collect it from Shimon. Well, no, the guy is expecting to collect it from Shimon, but Shimon is expecting to get the money from Ruben. So therefore, when the guy didn't take the money from right, Shimon, right, right. Shimon has to give back the money to Ruben, and he can't say, I'm worried that I won't have the money when the guy comes to collect. The and he wrote to the Kaddish Hashem, with Hashem and the guy, oh, how about, is the, is the shliach allowed to do Kiddush Hashem and say, I'm going to give the guy the money even though he forgot. I'm going to convince the guy that he forgot. Maybe not. Well, that's his shliach. He can't do that. You know why he can't do that? Because whose money is he playing with? He's not playing with his own money. He's playing with the Mishalech's money. The Ruven's money, because he's he's holding Ruven's money to give to the goy. So therefore, he's not even allowed to voluntarily give it to the goy. It's another proof that the money is Ruven's. He wrote to the Kaddish Hashem, Ulashid and the goy. You can't be from with somebody else's money. Excellent. But here's a different thing. Ruben bought it from the Goy. And Ruben said, I'll pay you tomorrow. And then for some reason, Ruben had to leave town and he couldn't pay tomorrow. So he gave Shimon the money to give to the Goy. The Goy. And the Goy forgot. So now Shimon's holding the money. In other words, Ruben can say, in theory, Shimon should get the money, but Ruben can say, wait a minute. It's very possible the guy's going to remember tomorrow, so you got to give me back the money. Okay? Okay, got to stop here, and uh, we'll leave it. Okay, I'll just tell you what we're doing next. We're, we have what? We have another section. We're going to be skipping now to Kupe Zion. And Kupe Zion is going to deal with an interesting case. I think I mentioned the last time where... Um, we're talking about sending money. What happens if I owe you money and I, I, you're in Los Angeles, I'm in Chicago, and I got to send the money with somebody to Los Angeles to pay off the debt? Who's responsible? As soon as I give it to the shliach, I'm off the hook and it's your problem, or it's my problem until the shliach delivers the money? That's going to be the issue. Okay, so we will pick it up on, um, we'll pick it up on Sunday. But wait, I, I let's just see. You're going to need the tour, but I think you also need the Gemara. 
The Gemara is Baba Basra. We need a Baba Basra. Right. Baba Basra pays Zion. I don't think we saw that Gemara inside ourselves. So we're going to see Baba Basra and the tour. So but remember to bring a Baba Basra. Okay. 